This is a podcast from Baker Street Productions. The following content contains strong language. Pockets by Laurie Presswood. Ah, this bus is moving slower than me hitting puberty. Not that I'm in such a rush. It's just that I want to get off because the woman next to me smells overwhelmingly of tomato ketchup crisps. In fact, if I'm being honest, it's a good thing it means I get the full force of the boys being excited to see me when I get there late. (laughs) Hope they don't exhaust all their work stories before I get there though. John said the new supervisor and the girl they got to replace me are absolute riots and the whole place is a bit of a rear ender. (laughs) Nightmare for the boys but great for me obviously. Especially after the old supervisor told everyone it was me who'd been stealing the toilet bleach. Phew, finally here and away from Gary Lineker's lunchbox. Nearly missed my stop because they painted the outside of the pub red. Didn't recognise it at all. But there they are, in the table by the window. My own little reservoir dogs. And just as I expected, they're delighted to see me. What a warm feeling. It's like a secret sea piss. Neil and John have called on me to pass judgment on the leather jacket that Neil's wearing. He says it's a classic look, but John says he looks like he should have one of Jared Leto's lines from Suicide Squad tattooed across his chest. You couldn't even hold up a bike, never mind ride one, he bellows. They turn to me and are so eager to have my attention, it's like I'm giving two puppies a little scratch behind the ear. So, I say the only thing I can say which is that in any argument, I always side with Christopher Eccleston. So John says, all I'm saying is that it starts with a leather jacket, and the next thing you know, you've moved to LA, released a concept album, and forgotten how to talk. I understand this to be a complex Alex Turner burn. Oh my gosh, Neil says. Did you see him being interviewed last week? He keeps talking, and although I'm usually interested in their music chat, I've stopped listening. I'm just absorbed by the inherent sweetness of a grown man who still says, oh my gosh. I'm brought back to reality by the arrival of Seb and one of his old friends from school. She's just moved back to the city, and he says he wanted to help her make some friends. Her mascara's, like, really clumpy. They sit down at the other end of the table and we get back to talking, but something feels different. The conversations are more splintered. It's like I had had a pack of sausages in my pocket and suddenly someone's grabbed half of them and now all my doggies have scrambled off. I tune into the conversation at the other end of the table for a moment and hear them discussing relationships. Zoe's saying that although she's living with three boys, she'd never let anything happen with any of them because it would be weird and make things awkward. I know for a fact this is untrue because everyone knows you only have friends who you would sleep with and friends who are ugly. Chat moves on, but I'm starting to feel weirdly uncomfortable. Like I'm worried I'm boring everyone. It's a bit of an unusual sensation, but I reckon another pint should do the trick. I stand up suddenly and I'm so conscious of everyone's stares. 
Even now, when I stand up, I'm sometimes surprised by how tall I am. Like I was expecting my head to be somehow closer to the ground. Does anyone want a drink? No. So, off to the bar in my tub then. As I wait for my pint to be pulled, I watch the others at the table. Why is she laughing so much at Neil? She's doing this girlish giggle and it's extremely annoying. Makes her seem like she's flirting with him, which is impossible. Maybe she's so bird-brained she doesn't realise she's giving that impression. If not, then she's doing it deliberately so he'll do stuff for her and that's gross. What bitch? What a dummy. What a dumb bitch. Surely she's not attracted to Neil. Nobody ever is. Obviously, there was that period last year when I had a bit of a crush on him, but that was only because I knew him better than anyone else. So I could see past the outside. Well, it's what really counts. My chest is starting to feel like a bag of crisps in a vacuum pack bag. Oh, sorry, love. That's all right. Sitting back down and I've not spoken for at least five minutes now. I don't think I've ever gone this long without talking. My mouth feels weird. What's the right amount of saliva to have? Do I feel threatened by Zoe? Is that what this is? No. I know in my heart of hearts that someone who would leave the house with clumps in her mascara isn't a threat. My right tonsil is more or less smooth, but my left tonsil has lots of little bumps and pockets on it. If I stick my tongue in one, I can still taste my lunch. I wonder if I can reach my tongue into the top of my throat. That is such a nice jacket, Alice. Where's it from? <coughs> Thanks. <clears throat> I got it in one of the charity shops at the bottom of the high street. What was that? Someone choking a duck under the table. <laughs> Did you just unblock a drain in your mouth? <laughs> Sorry, Zoe, she's not usually so uncouth. <laughs> that was a lucky find. Bitch, caught me off guard. Is that where you would say you go to look for winter jackets? I don't really know the area, but I really need a nice new one. Cheap, if possible. Um, yeah, I guess. Well, down towards the hospital is pretty good. Oh, thanks. I'll try there. I just bought a whole new wardrobe for work, but now I obviously need to complete the working woman look. I can't help but feel vaguely embarrassed that she keeps trying to talk to me about clothes. I never do around the guys if I can help it. They don't need to hear the vagina dialogues. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I've heard that the shops around the old bus station are pretty good too. Oh, I'm not sure what you mean. I'll have a look. I pull out my phone to find out, and when I open it, we can both see that my last two Google searches are where can I get gazpacho right now and how to deep clean a toilet. So, are you enjoying being back home? Oh, uh, yeah. I was worried it would be weird at first, like I was 16 again. But because I'm the other side of town from my parents, it feels totally different, like a different part of my life. A bit lonely at times, though. Do your parents mind you living down south? 
When I bumped into them in the shop, they seemed all excited about you going back to theirs for a bit. Yeah, they were a bit put out at first, yeah. But I think now they like having an excuse to get out of the house to see me. The journey from their house to mine is really nice, like along the cut. The way she says the cut makes my stomach turn a little. It is obviously called the cut, but it's really only people who know this city that well that use its name. She's trying to make a point that she uses local lingo and belongs here and that I'm a country rube from the wrong end of the East Midlands Railway. Oh, Colin loves the cut. He's got his favourite kebab shop in the whole city. Why is he piling on? What reason could he possibly have for wanting to make me feel small? Maybe he's just joining in to show off that he's in the know too. Uh, I think at the end of the day, he's probably just happy I'm in a nice part of town. I don't know. Some of your neighbours are a bit dodgy. Oh, my God, yeah. Basically, last week we were coming back to mine and this 40-year-old guy walking past looks me up and down and just goes, Nice. Oh, I'm sorry. That's horrible. Oh, that's not... Now I have to pretend I didn't take it as a compliment. Ugh, I know. And I was wearing a long dress too, so what's that all about? Alice keeps glancing up at the TV, which makes me think something big might be happening. It's about 10 o'clock news o'clock, isn't it? But I've got my back to it, and I don't want to be rude. On the other hand, it could give us something to talk about, so I pretend to go into my handbag for something and take a sneak peek. Oh, it's a football game. Which begs the question, why? What's she getting out of it? I'm bored. You're just watching the game. Someone play pool with me? All right, Zoe, yeah, go on then. I want to go too. Let's go doublers. Come on, Alice. I'm watching this. You go, John. I'm away to the bar. You can play boys v girls. It's just the highlights anyway. A battle as old as time. Hey, lads, lads, lads! Neil's got the balls out in their little pizza slice thingy. But Alice is still sitting by the TV. I think the boys should maybe just leave her be. I don't want her to be forced up on my account. Why do we have to play girls v boys? You don't need to be scared, Alice. I'm not scared. I'm saying you should want to be on my team. I'm good at angles. I did A-level maths. Now, now, no one's doubting your ability to save the game with the timely use of the quadratic formula. <laughs> I'll break. Sorry, Alice. You snooze, you lose. Do you guys bother with naming the pocket for the black? Yeah, what? of course. Just as well I checked then. I usually don't, but if you leave it till the end to work it out, you always end up in a fight. Wow, Alice really doesn't like pool. Her face looks like she just touched soggy onion in a locked kitchen sink. Alice, look how you're holding the queue. You need to drop your wrist. What? Your hand needs to be stable here. Let me show you. Stop! You're not allowed to sabotage. I'm honestly not. I'm trying to help you. I can play pool, thank you. Come on, a guide dog could have made that shot. It's funny how boy friendships are built around slagging each other off in a way that girl friendships just mostly aren't. 
Maybe that's why Alice prefers to hang out with the boys. Because she's like them like that. It would be nice to make a good impression on her. I should show that I can do that too. Have fun with the lads. What do you mean about naming the pocket? So, if you're on the black ball, you have to point to the pocket you're going to put it into. But if you put it in another pocket, then the other team win. It is technically in the rules, but I think a lot of people don't bother. Well, I have never heard that before. Oh, well, really? I'd say it's far more likely to be the case, in my experience. For better or for worse. Yeah, you'll see people gesture towards a pocket with their cue before going for it. Your shot, Alice. Whenever anyone says for better or for worse, you know that they think it is for the worse. It's not for better or for worse, I was the recipient of the free daily coffee at Pret-a-Manger. It's never for better or for worse, I dropped a dress size but went up two bra sizes. It's always for better or for worse, they're back together even though she singed off his eyebrows while he slept. I suppose it is for better or for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health. But then half of marriages do end in divorce. Anyway, that's a very long-winded way of saying that Seb has a tendency to flatten himself down to make room for other men's personalities. Around girls, he's natural and honest about what he thinks. But put him in a room with a bunch of alpha dogs, or at least alpha-er dogs, and he's playing by pool rules he doesn't like and pretending to disrespect his mum. It's as if years of... Jesus Christ! Alice has just whomped the ball so hard it's come flying off the table and only just missed my glass. Oi, oi! Wait, wait, wait! I thought you were supposed to be our star player. You'll be safer with me next time, Zoe. I won't be attempting any trick shots off the walls. I need to pee. Did somebody in this pub do A-level maths? <laughs> <laughs> Did I do that right? I thought we were all just making fun, but I could see her recoil from me with her eyes just there. It's just pool, though. And she's all laid back and yeah, cheeky. the ladies in here have that basket with the fancy perfumes and creams. Yeah, I was surprised given the bar is three different carling taps. You know what it says, eau de toilette on the bottle? Because that's what you spray around after you stink up the toilet. <laughs> oh, you're foul. Doesn't look like Alice is coming back. I do have to hand it to her. There was a very diplomatic storm out. You never know what someone's weak spot is going to be, do you? It's not like I was any harsher to her than she is to the boys. But I don't feel good knowing she's hiding out in the guardie loo because of me. Oh, I should go and talk to her. Maybe I can salvage this? I hope she's not a shouter. Speaking of which, I need to go myself. Excuse me. Alice, are you in there? Is everything all right? Fine, honestly. 
Oh, okay. That's good. You know, I just wanted to say I'm sorry if I upset you there. I was trying to be funny and not succeeding. But I didn't really mean it. I just didn't think before I spoke. Oh. Thanks. Honestly, just don't worry about it. I'm so jealous of how you can keep up with the boys. I never know what they're talking about and... I just feel like such an outsider. You're obviously one of the gang. Why would you even want to be? Hmm? I think they're really glad they have you around, even if they have a funny way of showing it. <sighs> Look, is, is it obvious I've been crying? Let me see. Oh, uh... A little, yeah. Here, wipe under your eyes with some toilet paper and splash yourself with cold water. And you can use my mascara. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's all right. Thank you. Bye. Pockets is a Baker Street production, written and directed by Laurie Presswood. Alice was played by Elizabeth Grace, and Zoe by Maria Guyver. The sound design was by Ishuk Karal. Pockets is part of the Speak of the Devil series, available on podcast platforms or at www.bakerstreetproductions.co.uk. To find out more about our production and the people involved, visit the website or follow us on social media.